0: Sweden, of course, has been receiving international attention for their, well, incredibly relaxed, if you will, handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. Although the unique approach hasn't been uh, quite uh, met with a positive reaction around the world, the country says that they are trying to achieve herd immunity and has kept many businesses and institutions open, including schools. But a few months in, how is Sweden's strategy working and can Canada learn anything from it? Let's welcome in Stephen Hoffman the director of the Global Strategy Lab and a professor of global health, law, and political science at York University. He joins us on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Stephen, good afternoon. Thanks so much for your time. Good afternoon. All right. First of all, can you kind of give us a sense of how life in Sweden changed or did it at all? Uh, Did everything really remain open during the pandemic there?
1: Well, I think uh, when we do talk about Sweden, we have to know that they actually have done quite a bit. It's just that the Swedish government hasn't been relying on more coercive regulatory powers like most other countries have around the world so in sweden it's been very much focused on asking all citizens to please work from home if they can as well as to maintain physical distance stay one to two meters away from people uh, cough into their elbows wash their hands regularly but it hasn't gone to the next step for example of closing all schools Only high schools have been closed in universities, not elementary schools. As well, they haven't gone to the point where they've shut down businesses. Instead, asking businesses to relocate from home and such as possible. So in that respect, Sweden has done a lot, but it's taken a very different approach, a more of a voluntary approach. And the results uh, have really shown that, um, uh, on one hand, uh, Sweden has not been doing as well as other Scandinavian countries like Norway or Finland, but at the same time, maybe their approach is the more sustainable approach. So maybe over the long term, they will be better. And yeah, I
0: want to explore help. that a little more fulsome in just a second. But first, when you say that uh, it was a more of a relaxed approach, particularly around businesses and remaining open, were there guidelines given, to you know, Stephen, when it comes to perhaps uh, staff using masks, uh, social distancing? I mean, we've seen that in some of the stores that have remained open that are considered essential in this country in this province, such as grocery stores and even the uh, liquor store. If you go in, there's tape on the floor when you line up uh, to check out. That sort of thing. Did that go on in Sweden?
1: Not like it has in Canada and most other countries in the world. So in in Sweden, the the real the main guidance has really been about asking citizens to maintain uh, distance from folks. Uh, There hasn't been as much emphasis on masks or any other kind of uh, business closures or or any particular measures that should be taken by businesses. Uh, But it is just the general um, information sharing about the importance of doing this, as well as providing some guidance about how businesses um, and other locations can do this in a safe way. But it has been, as you said, a more relaxed approach, one that's been really about empowering citizens. And they'll find out whether that works or not.
0: How have the Swedish people, how did the citizens there uh, react to this? Because uh, I'm wondering if there was sort of an opposite reaction to what we've seen here. We've seen demonstrations, uh, in particular, Queens Park about opening business back up, getting back to normal or whatever normal is going to look like sooner rather than later. Were there some protests on the opposite side there in Sweden asking the government to, to actually do more?
1: Well, it's my understanding that in Sweden, the the Swedes have generally supported the approach of the government. Uh, And uh, I think part of that is that um, in Scandinavia, there's a high level of trust in government institutions, uh, a high belief in um, making sure that one's actions are uh, supportive of each other and part of a social system of protection. Uh, But... um, what is also clear is that more recently there have been quite a few uh, experts who have chimed into the public debate uh, really highlighting that Sweden is an outlier globally and maybe the Swedish approach is not the right approach and so that I think has more recently in the last couple of weeks raised some questions and of course the reason that those experts are now um, are weighing in and dueling with yet other experts (laughs) is because the the data shows that Sweden does have more cases and more deaths per capita than its other countries, uh, its neighboring countries in Scandinavia.
0: Okay, let's get to the data. Joined by Stephen Hoffman with York University talking about Sweden's more relaxed approach to the COVID pandemic. And as it stands today, we just checked before we went on the air this afternoon, Sweden has just under 24,000 confirmed cases with nearly 3,000 deaths and. 1,500 recoveries. What, if anything, do those numbers tell us, Stephen?
1: Well, uh, it shows that um, in some respects the Swedish approach is working in that uh, they too in Sweden are starting to flatten their curve. So the measures are not um, allowing for the kind of exponential spread like we in Canada saw in the middle of March or like Sweden saw around that time as well. But the way that, or the speed in which they've flattened their curve has been slower than Norway and Finland, for example, uh, and uh, indeed actually slower than Canada as well. And so, in that respect, it highlights that maybe by not taking such bold measures, maybe they haven't gotten their outbreak under control as fast. But it does raise the question about what the kinds of things that Sweden has implemented. They are indeed actually slowly flattening that curve. And so, maybe they're pointing towards a type of response that might be sustainable and that Canada can certainly learn from, not necessarily to copy, but to see, okay, if we take these measures at the right time in the right ways, maybe we can start to lessen some of the layers of protection that we too have in place in Canada. And while still ensuring that this outbreak doesn't Uh, get get back to where it was in the middle of March when there was exponential
0: spread. So is the thought from Swedish health officials and authorities, government authorities there, that with this more relaxed approach that a herd immunity would take over, and that in the long term Sweden might be better off when it comes to the coronavirus?
1: I, so it's, the government in Sweden has made statements that clarifies that it's not actually attempting to achieve herd immunity. Uh, the strategy looks similar to that which the UK was originally implementing, which was talked about about achieving herd immunity. But they have said that it's not about that. It's really about sustainability. In a sense, I think what they're doing is it's um, they're taking it's like the tortoise and the hare, right? So they're taking a slow and steady wins the race approach, as opposed to trying to go too fast in clamping down uh, a society and reducing those cases in a way that citizens won't accept over the long term. So they're, they're taking a different approach. It's a unique approach. And it'll either be viewed ultimately as, as visionary or disastrous. And uh, we'll find out uh, actually pretty soon. It only matters in a few weeks.
0: Okay, I was about to ask, do we have any inkling whatsoever as to whether or not this was the proper approach? And is there anything, as you suggested a second ago, that Canada or really the world could perhaps learn from, from, I don't know what I'll term, the Swedish experiment?
1: Well, there's still so much we don't know about this outbreak. The good news, though, is that we learn more and more every day. So in two weeks from now, uh, we'll probably know a lot more as to whether the Swedish experiment uh, is a success. But either way, we in Canada will be able to learn from Sweden, whether it's what to do or what not to do. And so that uh, is why we should definitely be looking to countries like Sweden to inform our own response.
0: So we should look really closely at uh, what has happened, what's about to happen there when it comes to reopening uh, the economy in our province and right across the uh, country?
1: That's right. That's right. Because, um, you know, any kind, any additional measure that's taken is going to have downstream consequences that we're going to want to minimize. And so if we can look to a country like Sweden, if they are able to contain this outbreak and manage it in a safe way over time, that will highlight ways for us that maybe we can start lessening our layers of protection like that. That being said, if we find that actually the Swedish approach is not able to get cases under control over the long term, then that really highlights to us that we have to maintain more of our layers of protection that we've put in place here in Canada.
0: All right. We obviously, along with the rest of the world, will be watching with interest. Stephen Hoffman with York University. Stephen, really appreciate the time and thanks for the discussion this afternoon.
1: Thanks for having me.